this is Kelly Francis with the Double Trouble Podcast. I'm enjoying a lovely morning nap. Not my nap, but... (laughs) It's funny because this morning Dan said before he left for work how nice it was that the girls really seemed happy these days. How the past few days Ramsey seems like her frustration level's gotten a little better and they just seem generally happy. And then I tried to feed them breakfast, which went very poorly and really stressed me out. (laughs) But they're sleeping now, so that's a good thing. What happened was Ramsey has started this spitting thing where she, you know, she sticks her tongue out and goes like that. And it's kind of cute when we're just playing because she'll do it in response to Dan or I, which is fun. But she started doing it while she eats. And actually, I guess it's been a couple of days that she's been doing it. And I, I'm trying to nip it in the bud by saying no very loudly when she does it. And if she does it more than once in a row, I don't feed her for a few minutes. And I've also tried keeping the spoon in her mouth until she swallows so there's nothing to spit out. But none of these are really deterring her. If anybody has any uh, experience with this, please, please let me know <laughs> what she did to make it stop. Because it's not funny, it's frustrating, it gets food everywhere, she's not eating. She seems to do it when it's food that she doesn't really like, or she's just not starving anymore. She's eaten enough so that she's ready to entertain herself, I guess. And actually, yesterday I gave them stage 3 lasagna that she doesn't like, obviously. The first time I gave it to them was a couple weeks ago, and went really badly. They both spit up a lot afterwards, and it didn't seem to settle well. But I have two more jars, so I thought, okay, I'll give it another try. <laughs> and Ramsey, like, on the second or third bite, started spitting it out and was fussing the whole time, did not want to eat it. So that was, like, at lunchtime. And for dinner, we had chicken noodle, which is a favorite standby. They really seemed to like that one. She didn't even want to eat that, and we kind of decided after the fact that maybe her stomach was upset from this lasagna still. Because last time, her spit up anyway was hours after she had eaten it. So I think maybe we'll stay away from the lasagna, and in particular maybe just tomatoes for a while, because I think maybe it's just the acid, since she has all the stomach acid problems and is taking Zantac and everything anyway. So last weekend, I went to my very first play date, and or I guess that was two weekends ago. Anyway, and it went really well. We had just a couple kids go, and I met some moms that I hadn't met in the neighborhood. That was kind of cool. So the one girl who I'm buddies with, she showed us around her house. And I love seeing other people's houses, seeing how they've set things up and what they've done to improve their house, and especially in my neighborhood because I want to know like what our market value is. But I don't know why I felt this way after leaving her house, but I just felt like we are not efficiently using our space. So I came home and I was all motivated and I measured all the furniture we have and just started looking around different ways that we could use the space. Because the way things were set up, we had our kitchen and our main living room is just basically one long room. We're in a rancher and it's kind of cut down the middle. So all the rooms are on one side lengthwise or on the other side. So our living room kitchen is along one side, all all one big room. And then we have a dining room that's this huge long room that lines up exactly across from the kitchen living room and there's actually a big door that connects them. Anyway we basically are living in the living room that connects to the kitchen. We have this huge couch, huge entertainment center and all the baby crap is in this room. 
and it, it just, we were constantly tripping over baby stuff, and it wasn't baby-proofed at all, and especially now that Ramsey's running around, it, it's been a struggle. Plus, we have this fireplace in the room, so Ramsey was constantly going over to the fireplace and banging her head on the, um, there's like a, a hard piece of floor right around the edge of the fireplace. So, what I decided to do was switch the furniture from the living room into the long dining room area. And the dining room area we weren't using as a dining room. We don't have a dining room table and stuff. We've been using it as kind of a little office for me. There's a desk in there and then we also had the nice living room furniture from my parents' house. When they downsized they got rid of it and this furniture was in their nice living room and never ever ever was used. So it's like this pristine white couch set and my sister gave me some nice coffee tables and end tables that go with it. But it's never used. It just sits in there. So we moved all that into the living room area along with a piano and my desk. And now it's like this nice grown-up living room space. And we put the entertainment center and the big couch and everything in this dining room. And the way that everything worked, the couch is a sectional that is three sides of a square and the, the long back of the couch is exactly as wide as the dining room is. So we divided the dining room into two sections using the couch to separate it. So there's about two-thirds of the dining room is blocked off by the couch and then I put one gate on the doorway that enters in that way. So we basically have this giant playpen now that's all baby friendly and all the baby stuff is in there so it's kind of out of your line of sight so you're not constantly looking at all the baby toys laying everywhere we don't have to trip over it when we're going from the kitchen back into any of the bedrooms and it's a safe place for the babies to be so I can leave them there for a couple minutes and go do laundry or something and I don't have to worry about them getting into the media center or banging their head on the fireplace or anything it's really great and I was actually wondering if maybe that's part of what's making Ramsey less frustrated it's just a theory but it could be that now she doesn't have these temptations and all these things that she's trying to get to and I'm constantly telling her no. She can just play with whatever she wants. I don't know, maybe that's making her happier. I hope so. It's certainly making me happier. And it just, everything feels nicer. There's this grown-up space that Dan and I can eat dinner in now. It's, I'm much happier with this arrangement. So now that we have done this, I do leave the girls routinely for a couple minutes at a time to go do things to do laundry or wash dishes or whatever I'm doing and without fail every time I come back Ramsey is on top of Allegra <laughs> it's hilarious and even if I'm just sitting there in the room with them you watch it's you put them on separate sides of the room because they've been fighting or whatever and within minutes Ramsey is crawled over to Allegra and on top of her it's really hilarious so what she does is she just tries to use Allegra as something to grab onto I guess so she can climb up and even if I'm sitting on the floor she'll she'll use my body to climb and so she'll go from crawling to standing which I think is pretty amazing but she's not confident at all when she's standing holding on to things well she is when she's holding on to a person but not when she's holding on to the couch or an end table or anything she tenses all her muscles and gets very upset and wants you to come save her which is going to definitely stunt her cruising ability. Not that I'm really all that sad about that. <laughs> but it's funny because Allegra doesn't do that at all. Allegra is much, much more comfortable standing and holding on to things. But Allegra doesn't 
kind of get that she can walk yet. Because in the walker, she's a champ, but even when you're just holding her hands and trying to walk with her, she doesn't quite get that, that she can move her legs and get somewhere. Bar the doors when she gets it, because she's much more confident on her feet than Ramsey is in that way. So the other thing is, I keep walking in on them, and Allegra will be in the jumperoo, and Ramsey crawls underneath the jumperoo, and Allegra's like jumping on her. <laughs> and Ramsey's grabbing her legs, and Ramsey likes to grab on the bottom of the jumperoo, there's these little, um, straps that hang down she'll grab the straps and pull it to make it go up and down <laughs> and it's funny because half the time when i come in allegra or ramsey is screaming because they're unhappy at the current situation and half the time they're both giggling <laughs> even though it's the same thing even though ramsey's grabbing allegra's hair and shaking her head as hard as she can sometimes allegra thinks that's funny so i guess that's just siblings right <laughs> and actually someone at church this week asked me if they do anything that shows that they really love each other. And I kind of laughed and was like, no, not really. But there are a couple things. And the one thing I think I've talked about before where when they wake up from a nap, they'll kind of peek over their crib bumpers and start giggling back and forth at each other. And the other thing that I've noticed more and more lately is that when they're in the stroller together, they're holding hands a lot. Like one will reach over the little barrier between them and hold the other's hand. I think that's really cute. So one thing I wanted to talk about was Allegra and her communication skills because I feel like I talk a lot about Ramsey and her physical achievements. <laughs> She's definitely a physical baby. But Allegra really seems to spend her time working on communicating with people and I guess mostly at this point it's in nonverbal ways, obviously. But it's certainly not restricted to nonverbal ways. She if you sit down with her and it's just you and her and she's getting attention from you, she'll babble, babble, babble a lot. Like she's trying out the words and, and how to create a sentence. But the other thing she does is she's really good at looking cute. <laughs> and if she and Ramsey are sitting in the stroller, let's say, and I get to my parents' house and it's like, who's gonna get picked up first? Allegra puts on her best little cute face and, and cocks her head to the side and gives a little grin. She really works on that a lot. <laughs> And I think that's so funny. Oh, Ramsey does not get that. She's like demanding. She'll just scream like, pick me up, pick me up. <laughs> Something else that came up at the play date was they were holding one of the babies and he was looking into a mirror and kind of cooing at himself. And we were talking about when is it that babies actually recognize themselves in the mirror? Because I don't know how old they are when they understand. However, there was a kid at the play date who's older. He's uh, 14 or 16 months, somewhere in there maybe a little older. And his mom said that he definitely understands that it's him in the mirror. But Allegra and Ramsey definitely don't get that it's them in the mirror. They think it's hilarious. And when we, what we do is every night right before bath time, we hold them in the mirror in the bathroom and they both giggle and giggle and giggle and they think that's so funny. But I really don't think that they get that it's them. And they'll look at you like, okay, I know that you're holding me, but I see you in the mirror too, and what's that all about? And there's actually a mirror, the medicine cabinet on the side of the sink is also a mirror. So they'll look in that one and giggle, and then they'll look in the big mirror and giggle. It's very cute. <laughs> so I also wanted to mention, we tried the uh, little truck underneath the shopping cart last week, and it didn't go very well. <laughs> I think they're just not old enough for this yet, that especially Allegra, 
isn't as confident of a sitter, I guess. It's funny because she sits more during the day, but maybe because as it's moving, she can't keep her balance. I don't know. But she just kept toppling over onto Ramsey. And then Dan, so Dan and I went together to do this, and Dan went off to get a salad. So I had the girls in the cart by myself, and Allegra's toppling over, and you know, it happened six times. I kept pushing her back up, but I eventually just kind of gave up. And some woman walked past and he's like, you know, the one's toppled over. I'm like, I know. So I went to go fix her again. And Ramsey throws up all over everywhere. It was horrible. <laughs> and then um, a couple of days after that, we went to Walmart and tried, we took two separate carts and tried putting them in the front part. And that actually went okay. Both of them did okay with that. I wouldn't say great. They both really started getting fussy about 15 minutes into it we were actually looking at those little covers you can get for the carts that are cloth and i think it's supposed to be you know just for hygienic reasons but the one had these little toys on it and i thought that was great that might actually work because it keeps them uh, occupied because i think they were bored which was the problem even though they had stuff to look at they didn't have anything they could touch and play with but i don't know i don't know how often we're really going to be doing it like that anyway. I think that if we go to Walmart in the future, we'll put them in a stroller. One person will push the stroller, one person will push the cart. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know if I've talked yet about their Halloween costumes. My husband has a full gorilla suit that he got a couple years ago. It's really crazy. And he loves it. He wears it every year. So I thought we could get something that went with the gorilla suit. So I got these baby buntings that are bananas. <laughs> I got two of them, and they actually weren't that expensive. They were about 20 bucks a piece. But what I can't figure out is what it is that I'm going to be to go along with that. <laughs> My dad was suggesting Fay Ray from King Kong, or I was thinking maybe a monkey trainer, or I saw somebody else talking about being the man in the yellow hat, the Curious George thing. If anybody has any brilliant ideas, I'm sure I'm not going to figure this out until two hours before Halloween and <laughs> gonna have to throw something together and actually what we do in our neighborhood is they have a big Halloween party and we have a, a barn that's kind of the figurehead of our neighborhood and everybody meets in the middle of the neighborhood there's one of the volunteer firefighters that lives in here brings the fire truck and they run the the sirens and all the kids do a little parade around the neighborhood and then we end at the barn and we have a big party at the barn with kids prizes and everything so that's really the you know get dressed up event to go to so um, we'll see I guess I'll figure out something before then <laughs> okay so I wanted to do another twins news story this time I'm gonna try and do that every time but last time I was really just trying to get the podcast out so this one I found is about the Fitterer twins they're conjoined twins that I think they're from North Dakota that they're going to undergo separation surgery sometime by the end of the year and just briefly here's the thing they have this web page that's called a caring bridge page and it looks like it's a website that is used for families that are having problems like this that are having medical issues it's like a free way to put up a website to keep your friends and family and other people up to date on the status of the situation so anyway I went to their web page and this is just a brief little thing they wrote about their situation. Abigail and Madison Fitterer were born on August 8, 2006 with a combined weight of 11 pounds, 11 ounces. 
Our names are Stacy and Susie, and we found out we were expecting twin girls when Susie was about 20 weeks pregnant. Just the initial shock of having twins was pretty overwhelming, but exciting. As the ultrasound continued, we found out they were conjoined, attached at the abdomen. The news was scary and devastating, but we soon came to accept it as a wonderful blessing. We were having two beautiful twin girls. Every indication is that they are going to have a very positive outcome, and we appreciate all your prayers and well wishes. And the girls are attached to the abdomen, and it sounds like they're going to have surgery sometime soon at the same hospital where there was another set of twins, Abigail and Isabel Carlson, who were separated earlier this year by the same surgical team and everything. So that's amazingly hard to think about. I can't imagine if we were having to go through something like that. It's just so hard, and there are certainly worse things that could happen, but it's it just seems unfair when people have to deal with those situations. And what a scary thing to have to put a child that young. I mean, these are really teeny babies through surgery, and they have an older kid that they're trying to balance their time with. And I just I really feel for these people. So anyway, on their website, they have ways to make donations and photos and a journal and a guest book and all kinds of stuff. So check it out if you're interested. So last weekend, Dan and I ran in the Baltimore Marathon. Neither of us ran the marathon. <laughs> uh, I actually ran the 5K and was surprised at how much fun it was because I ran track in high school and kind of enjoyed it, kind of didn't. I'd say I didn't enjoy it because I used to get extremely nervous before races and I didn't like that feeling. I used to play soccer also and I never felt that way playing soccer. So I enjoyed soccer a lot more. But Dan has gotten into running over the past year or so and he ran uh, the Army 10 miler in DC maybe right as I was pregnant. Or it might have even been a year or so before that anyway. But I thought that was crazy. 10 miles, that's a long way and I've, I've never been a long distance runner like that. But of course, the point of this is to just give you some goal to work towards so that you get in shape, right? <laughs> so Dan had decided he wanted to lose weight this summer, and he did lose a whole bunch of weight really fast. And I find that so frustrating because I certainly can't do that. <laughs> and he wanted to work towards a race. So he signed himself up for the half marathon during the Baltimore Marathon. So that's 13 miles. And he's been training for months to run that. And so I was kind of complaining about how I can't, I can't get motivated for anything. So he signed me up for the 5K and said, well, you're running the 5K, so you better get your, <laughs> your button gear. <laughs> so I did. I started running um, once or twice a week, sometimes more frequently than that when I could get my act together. And I ran the race and had a much better time during the race than I had been having at home. And it was really fun. I found the competition fun. Having people to pass was fun. A change of scenery was fun. I didn't think that the, the Baltimore Marathon was particularly a beautiful run. I think they could have done a lot more to make the race routes pretty, go, go through the pretty areas. And the logistics of getting down there and parking and getting back out of there were kind of chaotic. So we were talking about how we would both be interested in doing something like this again, but I think maybe just not the Baltimore Marathon, but there are marathons everywhere. So I'm sure that we can find something that would be nice. And it would almost be nice to build it into a vacation and do it somewhere like San Diego or the Bahamas or whatever. But Dan said he felt like that wouldn't be as much fun because you'd be anxious about running the race. And then after you ran the race, if you did a long one like he did, you wouldn't be real excited about getting up the next day and going sightseeing or something. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes in the future. 
he seems to be more focused on it than me so I'll let him take the lead but he did run 13 miles and he ran it in I think it was about two and a half hours which was his goal he definitely met his goal it was so exciting and I was surprised how emotional I was waiting for him to cross the finish line I just I was so proud of him for having achieved this and there were you know a million people there watching the race and all these little kids running around I kept thinking about how great it would be a couple years from now and Allegra and Ramsey could be cheering for him on the sidelines and have a little sign that says go dad I was it was just very emotional and exciting so I would really like to keep that up in the future okay so Something I should have done in my last podcast and I didn't was read some feedback because I actually got an email from somebody. It was from Rachel Rose and she says, Hi, I just wanted to send a quick note to say I love your podcast. I have six-month-old twin girls, had a miscarriage, and work with software development, so we have lots in common. It's great to hear someone going through everything that I am. Well, I better get back to work since I've spent the majority of the morning listening. <laughs> I think that it is so cool that she's going through the same thing that I'm going through and one of the things I really enjoyed about listening to baby time especially when I was pregnant was that they were just a month ahead of me so I could constantly hear like what's gonna happen next what's gonna happen next so I think it's really exciting that that there are other people that can listen to my experiences and have the same feelings something I was thinking about was if Rachel or anybody else that has twins wanted to write in a funny story or an interesting story or something about their twins I would love to read it here because I think it's so interesting to hear about how other people's twins interact and the funny things they do so please if you have a great story feel free to share it okay so I guess that's about all for this week please feel free to send me an email at double trouble podcast at gmail.com or check out my website double trouble podcast thanks for listening